was anxious this week, preparing for this weekend, knowing that we're going to be seeing each other a lot uh, over the next few hours. And so finding a solution of how I could keep your attention over the next two liturgies. I decided I would take this Sunday, the fourth Sunday of Advent, and Christmas, and pair the homilies up to one theme with a few other, I guess you call them micro-themes underneath, but just the theme of healing. I want to talk this at the end of this Advent and Christmas about healing. But in terms specifically of pregnancy and birth, since we hear of the pregnancy of Mary here, and then the birth of Christ in a few hours. And with pregnancy, there is darkness that the child experiences. And with birth, there is light that the child experiences. And then as Christ goes, so the Christian goes, so that our darkness is the darkness of sin, and our light is the light of grace. And so, because with pregnancy comes darkness, I figured, since we've known each other for two and a half weeks now, or less than that, it would be a good opportunity to share with you one of my most embarrassing stories as an adult male, a story of darkness. It was the first week of January in 2019. I had just finished my first semester at St. Bernard Church and likewise St. Bernard School. And so I was availing myself of Christmas break by going to our newly acquired deer hunting lease, something that I did not grow up doing, from that first whole week of January. It was in the Whiskey Bay, and I was in Brobridge. So it was a 25-minute drive. It was nothing to go in the morning and in the evening, multiple days that week. And on the fifth day, the Friday, right before the school was about to pick up again, it was the first time that it was not raining. That evening, with three minutes left of daylight, out comes an animal with eight points on its head a buck we had seen on the cameras all season. And it came from 75 yards, 50 yards, to 25 yards. And that's when I took the shot. And I dropped the buck. And it was incredible. I was screaming. I, was, I couldn't believe it. And so, I got out of the stand. And I stood over the animal and wasn't quite dead yet. So I called a priest that knew more about hunting than me, Father McIntyre, my pastor, and I asked him, I have this eight point on the ground. I want to put him out of his misery. Where do I shoot him? He said, shoot him in the neck. I said, well, no, I want to mount him. And right whenever he said that, in an act of super deer strength, the animal got up and he ran away. And so I, because I was a grown man, decided I'm in rubber boots, I'll run after him. And so I ran, and we have trail camera evidence to prove this, um, and ran into the woods chasing the animal, and as 
he, I would see him and then I'd lose him. I'd see him and I'd lose him. I realized I've lost him. And I've lost him because it's dark. And I've run a good ways in. And I realize not only have I lost him, but I'm lost. Because wisely, because I'm not impulsive in any way, I dropped the phone that I was talking to Father on, on the food plot, and so I just ran after him with a gun. I guess wanting to beat him with it like a stick. And so, 35 minutes passed, it felt like 45, where, again, as a grown man, I did what any grown man would do in the dark in the woods. I screamed for help several times at the top of my lungs. And it took a little while, we said 45 minutes. Eventually, I heard a friend that I was hunting with, I heard his voice, and I just followed his voice after meandering for a long time. Why do I share that story? Mainly because it's funny. I don't have many of them, so i got to use them while I got them. But that experience of darkness is very interesting because we all know what that's like. With darkness often comes the feeling of being alone. With darkness often comes the feeling of being fearful. With darkness often and the spiritual life is caused by sin. But in darkness, things grow. In darkness, things grow. Now, as it is for Christ, so it is for the Christian. So that Christ who begins his life in the darkness of the womb of the virgin. For the Christian, we begin the life of grace in the darkness of sin. It's the fundamental meeting place between God and man. Even from the beginning, whenever Adam sins, does God meet him whenever he's redeemed? Or does God call out and say, where are you? He meets him in the darkness. I want to go back to that image of Whiskey Bay. Because Christ, again, desires to meet us in the darkness. Because he died for us while we were still as sinners. But in Whiskey Bay, we could respond two different ways. It's Friday night, in the darkness, don't know where you are, and so you say, you know what, I'm just going to stay here. It's not that bad in the dark. I'll just camp out in the woods, sleep, and then maybe I'll make my home here. The practical consequence of that is that in January in Whiskey Bay, it's still summer, and that a whole cohort of mosquitoes will grab you by the clothes and bring you to their lair and then suck all the blood out of you. So that won't work. But all silliness aside, we live in a culture that affirms the darkness. God made you this way, so don't change. Your parents struggled with this sin, it's going to be yours, don't fight it. The culture in this area, embraces this kind of sin. 
Don't worry about it. Everyone else does it. We live in a culture that embraces the darkness, that says, camp out here. It's not going to be any better anywhere else. That's one way in which we can err in addressing the darkness. The second way, which I think is more common with church-going folks, is that instead of crying out for help in the darkness, we just walk until we find our way out. And no one ever knows about it. No one ever knows that we're lost. The specific experience that I'm talking about is whenever we fall into a grave sin and we wait weeks, months, years, or decades to go to confession for that sin because it's too dark and we don't want to face it ourselves and we certainly want, wouldn't want to present it to a priest. The problem with that kind of approach to darkness, if I'm going to pull myself up from my bootstraps and deal with it myself, is that we're still ashamed of the darkness. And love cannot coexist with shame. And the Christian is supposed to love because it is the love of God that is poured within our hearts. To come to confession, I challenge you, If you have a sin that you are ashamed of that hasn't been confessed in years or decades, to bring that into the light so that Christ can meet you in the darkness and grow there. Begin the life of grace there. When I was preparing this homily, I reached out to a former parishioner at Our Lady of Wisdom who, as her husband describes, is more often pregnant than not. She has six kids, with her oldest being nine. And I asked her to write some reflections on pregnancy and birth. And this is something that she wrote on pregnancy. Another thought that I really hope to ponder more is how Jesus and Mary's relationship began at his conception. With my daughter's pregnancy and birth in particular, I felt such a closeness with her even before she was born. I remember being anxious a few days before her birth and suddenly having this impulse to pray with her. Like this isn't my birth story of her birth, but something that we are going to do together. I wanted her to know that I loved her so much already and that I was nervous about bringing her into this world, but that I knew God would take care of us both. I asked for her to work with me during the birth. It may sound odd, but I prayed with her, whereas my other pregnancies, I was more of a praying for. I can only imagine how beautiful this intimacy between Jesus and Mary must have been. Whenever we are in darkness, in sin, we are in the womb of the type of Mary, the church. And as Mary is praying to the Father with Christ in her womb, so the church intercedes for us to be in the womb of the confessional, 
to the place where God now desires to meet us in darkness. No one ever approaches God impressing him. None of us have ever impressed God. But every one of us is loved by God. In the same way that as a parent, a child is not just impressed by a, impressive to us, but is most precious when they are vulnerable, when they have messed up and then they come sorry. God loves us the same way. He delights in saving us. He delights in weakness because he desires to be strong. But Christ doesn't come to hand out mayor badges to good little boys and girls. He comes to save us from hell. He comes to approach us in the darkness. And it's in the darkness that is his meeting place. And it's by bringing our weakness to him that we can delight him to be our savior. And so bring about authentic, true healing within our hearts.